Hi, this is former Pro Bowl center for the Buffalo Bills, Eric Wood, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on the Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another off-season episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We have a tremendous show for you guys. We are going to do a mock draft together, a four-round mock draft. What we would do if we were Brandon Bean, we're going to go over uh, some of the players in the top four rounds of the draft, and we're going to say where we would take and which position. This also kind of goes into our episode, excuse me, last week where we did um, the team's biggest needs at uh, each position following the first two weeks of free agency. And uh, yeah, we're going to go over some news and notes real quick at the beginning. But first, this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. If you are in the Western New York or Central New York area, do yourselves a favor, head down Route 90, get off at Exit 41 in Waterloo, and head on over to the Delago Resort and Casino where every moment is a winning moment. So uh, I'd like to welcome my co-hosts, John and Mike. Fellas, are you ready to do our first ever? I don't think we've ever done one as a podcast group in history. This is a historic thing. Our sixth season doing this together. First ever mock draft together. How are you guys doing? Hey. John is ready. Mike, how about you, brother? Nate, the Sacramento Kings have made the NBA playoffs. <laughs> is, that, is that a good thing? Is that a big deal? It means the New York Jets have the longest drought in professional American sports. Oh, that's There's no sign of it ending anytime soon. Unless they get Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. <laughs> that, then maybe. We'll see. But even then. We'll see. They still might supposed to be around negativity. They, 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 when they got Brad Favre, they, they didn't make the playoffs either. So It's true. You can't put lipstick on a pig. So we'll see. Except this pig is... It's not that bad. It's all things attractive. <laughs> We're talking what? What's what's a what's an attractive? What's an attractive? Uh, it's face. <laughs> I don't want to go into this because this might get us canceled. But I was going to say like someone from our childhood that was like the, a butterface maybe, but I can't. I don't want to go into that. I was going to do like teenage crush, like Kelly Kapowski or something like that. But the Jets are not Kelly Kapowski. That would be like that'd be like I don't know. I'm trying to think the best team ever. Like the all-pro team, (laughs) the NFL. But anyway, we're going to go over some quick news and notes on the Buffalo Bills. I mean, would you be worried if they got Aaron Rodgers? Uh, Yeah, a lot more than I'm worried with Zach Wilson. Would they be instantly the second-best team in the division, unquestioned? It seems like Miami's tough. I I think it'd be a a toss-up between Miami and and Jets. And I think if Buffalo takes a step back this season, um, then – I don't think the Bills lose the division, but, you know, it could step be a lot closer. Why is it taking a step What are you back? talking about? <laughs> they're getting Vaughn saying, back. I, I, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, there's they're not getting Vaughn back, first of all. They're not getting Vaughn back for a little while. And then, 
When it matters, he'll be back. When it matters, he'll be back. But you, I'm talking regular season. Uh, I think that they don't win as many games this season. I don't think they win 13 games this season. They didn't win as be many games the year before, and they were just as fine. If yeah, better, I think they'll be fine. Not better, it's, it's not better the year before than they were this past exactly, year. Exactly, exactly. So that's why it's not the end of the world. They could go 11-6 and six and still be a juggernaut in the, in the, in the postseason. And win the division. So, well, if I just look at pluses and minuses, I mean, what have they really added versus what have they really lost? They lost Tremaine Edmonds, and then they get back, well, they get back Micah Hyde this year, which they didn't really have last year. They have Poyer back, obviously. He's going to be healthy. Edmonds is literally hopefully. the only player. And they lost Devin Single. Like, yeah, Edmonds, that's it. That's the only player they lost. And they gained players. They, they gained offensive linemen. They gained wide receivers. They gained another safety. They, I mean, another running back. Like they, you got they, McDermott they, calling the plays. Oh my gosh, this is Super Bowl written all over. I, it. I didn't say a big step back. I'm saying I'm saying a small step. And back. you were critical of Edmonds. The one guy they lost, Edmonds. They lost Edmonds, Keenum, Singletary, <laughs> McKenzie. Those are the top three. And and <laughs> Nate didn't like any of those. I did. I, I was not so, a fan of anyone. You were so Edmonds. critical of Edmonds the whole time. <laughs> so I was so losing? happy when he was gone. No, <laughs> why are we taking a step back? <laughs> well, we it's it'd be it'd be different if like we had Bobby Wagner and then we went from Edmonds to Bobby Wagner, but we have literally nothing at this point. So depending on how they draft, depending on I don't know about literally nothing. Do they got Terrell Bernard, someone. who was a third round pick last year. And they got Dodson and Matikavich, who, I mean, I like both those guys have, have, have played well in spot duty. Obviously, they're going to draft a guy, but, like, I think they're fine. Come on. Look, you can't have an amazing offense and an amazing defense, right? Their defense is still really good. Look at their corners. They have, like, incredible depth at corner. The safety starters are coming back. Defensive line is okay, but, like, you got Josh Allen. You know, build around that. I th- I think I think not having Von Miller is a big deal that they won't have him till at least Thanksgiving, probably not till the postseason. And then I think uh, not having Tremaine Edmonds on defense. But what you mentioned makes sense about the offensive line getting better. We hope with the loss of Roger Saffold at guard and bringing Connor McGovern in. So like that has me excited. The wide receivers, I'm thinking as a wash right now because neither of them are really proven. And they're both kind of hoping, we're hoping that they're better than Isaiah McKenzie, which they might be. They might be. I wasn't a big fan of Isaiah McKenzie, too, either, as you guys know. He was not the face of my franchise. He was the face of the franchise, and, you know, for a lot of people, not mine. But, yeah, so I I think it's not, I think they're still in a great spot. But I think they're closer to the Jets and the Dolphins than they were a year ago. I just don't think that they're close, close. I think the Dolphins, if with a healthy Tua and the Jets with Aaron Rodgers, yeah. I think that's a much closer AFC East. You, you also so, got to factor in. I still in, think the Bills come out on top. You got to factor in what the Bills went through towards the end of the year. And I think they were spent mentally as a team and probably physically as well. I mean, like, look at those, you know, those three away games within 10 days and, like, the snowstorm and all that. And then, obviously, the Demar Hamlin thing. Like, that that was a lot to go through. And then, like, in the Pagulas and, like, everything else – and even before the season started, like the, the, Dawson Knox's little brother, the top shooting. There's a lot of like, stuff. Yeah, like, Josh Allen's UCL, Josh Allen's UCL injury. Right. Like to, you know, I, I'm still very confident in this team. Okay. 
That's good. That's good. I think that there's still ways that we can improve this team via the draft. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to do a quick four-round mock draft. Um, First, let me just go over some quick news and notes that we didn't talk about last week on the podcast, just to recap for anyone that wasn't really paying attention this last week. Uh, The Bills signed safety Taylor Rapp for the 2023 season. It was a one-year deal. Um, He's a former Los Angeles Rams safety. Um, This was someone that Brandon Bean had mentioned the Bills were going to look at if Jordan Poyer left. Obviously, the Bills signed, uh, extended Jordan Poyer for two more seasons, so he didn't leave, but this is valuable depth. This might be a signing of... If they like him enough, maybe he becomes the new guy after Micah Hyde's contract ends this next season. Don't really know. It's it's valuable depth, though. They don't really know for sure if DeMar Hamlin is coming back. And, like, I feel like I, I can say this. Um, we all love DeMar Hamlin. I think you just mentioned it, John. Um, part of me thinks as a fan, as a human being, like, I was just happy that he came back. It felt like that, you know, we kind of won in the season, the fact that he didn't, nothing serious happened to him, and we think he's on the mend. If not, if he doesn't come back to football, that's fine, but at least he's alive. <laughs> like, that's that's a huge deal. He wasn't the greatest when he was in there. I don't think anyone looked at DeMar Hamlin and said, this dude will be a stud, this dude's going to be a starter in the NFL for seasons. He struggled, and he wasn't terrible, but he wasn't great. He had some moments, but he also struggled. So even if he's 100% healthy and he's ready to play this season, we don't know if he's a long-term solution at that safety spot. So Taylor Rapp's signing was good. I liked I liked the signing, and uh, it could be just like a preview of, of what the Bills could see uh, after the 2023 season. Yeah, for sure. Like, the only reason I didn't mention It's youth and potentially talent there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, in our free agency uh, episodes, I didn't mention him because I thought he would cost too much. So I just went over him to the next player. Um, so to get him... I, in addition to Poyer, is just huge. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we're, I'm excited about that. I do like that pick for depth in an area, and I think that does knock down our safety ranking. So I'm going to I'm gonna talk about that in a minute when we go over our team rankings um, for needs for the Buffalo Bills. And then the Bills uh, re-signed uh, Jordan Phillips for a one-year contract, uh, which I'm really excited about. I mean, if you guys have been listening to the podcast this offseason, I'm a big Jordan Phillips fan. Um, I don't think he's the best defensive tackle ever but I love him um, as depth on this team but again you know just like safety just like defensive tackle like we don't have a lot of players you know after this next season that are signed to the the team so uh, it's gonna it's gonna affect how the Bills draft right so those were the major offseason acquisitions in this last uh, week since we talked to you guys Um, so let's go over our needs together real quick and uh, I think John and Mike, this is going to just kind of open it up if we want to change anything with what's happened this last season. So number one, we have consensus between Mike, John, and I. Number one need is wide receiver. Now, I kind of say wide receiver slash receiving weapon because there might be a tight end out there that the Bills can look at, like a big, a good receiving tight end, not so much a an inline blocker, but a receiving weapon, which I've seen on some mock drafts, which I don't hate the idea of, but that's where I have that. Are you guys still good with that? I know, John, you're still good with that idea, right? I agree. So the second need we have is middle linebacker. 
middle linebacker just being because they don't have one. I mean, I mentioned, you know, the loss of Tremaine Edmonds, not being a huge fan of Tremaine Edmonds. I think they can upgrade at that position, but uh, right now they just don't have anyone specifically for that. John mentioned Terrell Bernard. He's kind of more an undersized weak, weak side linebacker like a Milano, right? Like an off, off ball linebacker like Milano runs in space, like see ball, get ball, take down the carrier, sack the quarterback, whatever you need. Like he's more of in that build. He's not a big guy like Tremaine Edmonds. He's much smaller like uh, like Matt Milano. The next need we have is offensive linemen. Now, we don't have that nailed down to a specific position because I think there's areas where the Bills could improve more so, but after the moves in free agency, we're talking Edwards at guard. Um, a week ago, we're talking uh, Connor McGovern. Uh, we're talking... Uh, bringing back uh, Ike Butker. Like, they have some depth for the first time at guard. David Edwards. To go along with... David Edwards, thank you. David Edwards. Uh, to go along with Bates uh, and more. So I think we have some options there. So I don't necessarily think it's guard, although I wouldn't be upset if they took a stud at guard. I think we're thinking a little bit more tackle, specifically right tackle, or potentially center as someone could eventually take over for Mitch Morse. Uh, we don't really know how much time we have with Mitch Morse. Mitch Morse could play out his contract. He could get extended again, or he could be done in the middle of next season from a concussion because he's had so many. So I've kind of left it up to like right tar, or I'm sorry, right tackle, guard, and center. So that's kind of where I have it. Either of those positions, I think we're going to look at each one with each round of the, uh, of, of the draft and go from there. When I, I was, it's funny because Rumblings had a mock draft a few weeks ago before the Bills uh, even got Connor McGovern at guard, and for the, for all intents and purposes, he's the biggest free agency uh, spending, free agency like expenditure that the Bills have done. And I saw that the Bills er, Buffalo Rumblings was like taking a right tackle in the first round. I'm like, why would you ever do that? This and that. And then the more I think about it, the more we discussed on the podcast a few last few weeks. I think the Bills could upgrade over Spencer Brown. So I want to leave that open. Tackle is definitely a possibility. Um, and we'll go into more thoughts on that later. But we have number four as defensive tackle, number five as safety, and number six as defensive end, specifically like pass rushing defensive end. If I'm going to take a defensive end at any point in the draft, I need him to bring that pass rushing specialty that Von Miller is going to be missing for most of the season because the Bills really didn't have it down the stretch and for again for the second season in a row and I don't think they're going to get it again from A.J. Epinesa or Boogie Basham so um, we're just hoping that uh, a defensive end that they bring in as a rookie can line up on the opposite side of Rousseau and generate some pass rush would would you so those are our toxic needs would you make defensive end above safety at this point I understand that safety they don't have a lot after this year, but uh, as far as the immediate needs, especially with the Von Miller uh, scenario, maybe defensive end should be above safety as well. Should Close. I make it above defensive tackle, or no? Be- or no, because we don't have any defensive tackles signed after this season. I think I'm good with defensive tackle where it is. I like defense. I like moving defensive end up to number five. John, thank you. You're welcome. Ugh, I hate when this happens. <laughs> For, for John and Mike watching me use Google Docs. <laughs> anyway, it like indents when I don't want it to indent. All right, anyway. So we have, just to run those down, wide receiver, middle linebacker, offensive line, defensive tackle, defensive end, and safety. Okay, let's do this. Okay, 
So I'm going into the PFF Mock Draft Simulator. Um, they have this really cool feature that allows you to uh, look at trades that are available, people trying to offer you trades. I think we're going to discuss this in the future because the Bills only have six picks this year, guys. And I think it's a very real possibility that Brandon Bean trades down in either first or second round uh, to get at least one more pick in this year's draft and potentially a day two pick in like a second or third round pick depending on how far, how far he goes down to uh, to get a little bit more picks. Does that sound about right to you guys when you, when you think about the Bills only having six picks and, and still having some needs on, uh, on the, both sides of the ball? Yeah, I... I... I mean, for me, I, I, I guess it depends, right? Like, who's who's available at that pick? Um, trade down seems like something they might want to consider, but you also have to find a trade partner. So, you know, it's it's hard to kind of predict that, but I, that would be nice to pick up another pick, you know, in the second or third round, depending on how it works out. But you know, if there's a guy there that they want, then you know, by all means. Well, it kind of reminds me of last season when Brandon Bean traded down twice to get a couple of more six-round picks before he eventually drafted James Cook, right? Like that's kind of so he's he's not opposed to doing that. You know, so I I think that's a possibility. I think that this year, more than any other season, he do, he only has six picks. I think that's definitely a possibility. He picks up another day two or day three pick uh, in the first few rounds. So we'll see. The only thing is, he, it's going to be interesting. We're not going to look these... at that today. Yeah, I mean, I just want to say, like, if you pick up like some later round picks, or you know, how apt are they going to make the roster? Right, like they already have a really good team. You know, you get another sixth round pick. What is that really going to do? Well, I believe Sal Capaccio said that the Bills have sixty five players on the roster, so they have twenty five more spots. But you're right. I mean, there's there's really not a lot of room for players to stick on this roster. They didn't lose a ton of key starters or 53-man roster players. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. They signed a lot of players this free agency to one-year, two-year deals. So, yeah, yeah, good point. They may not, but they may pick up more picks just so they can move up again, right? Trade back so they can move up. Brandon Bean does like to do that to get his guy. So Good point. All right, so let's start this draft. Round one. Players just going off the board. So this one thing I'll say is this is going to be a draft like how we would like to pick the players, right? So this isn't going to be how we think Brandon Bean is going to pick. This is going to be how we would like to pick with the players that are available. We're not going to do trades this time. Uh, maybe in a future podcast we will, but this is where we're going to start. So at pick 27, the players that just went above the Buffalo Bills, uh, we're talking... Uh, Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame, went to the Vikings. Brian Breesey went to uh, the defensive tackle out of Clemson, went to the Jaguars. Kalija Kansi, and I'm going to murder these names, by the way. I'm totally murdering some of these names. Kalija, Kalija Kansi went to defensive tackle, went to the Giants. Zay Flowers, a wide receiver out of Boston College, went to the Cowboys right ahead of the Bills. I thought that that was going to be an opportunity because I know that I've done mock drafts where he's been available. So here are the top names on the board. So we have offensive tackle Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma available for the Bills at 27. We have running back Bijan Robinson out of Texas, what people consider one of the best running backs in the entire draft, one of the best prospects in the entire draft available at 27. We have defensive end Will McDonald, the fourth out of Iowa State, is available. 
and wide receiver Josh Downs out of North Carolina. So those are the top picks available with our pick at 27. We're not trading down. Anton Harrison, first off, I'll say this. I'm, I'm looking at his his stats, and uh, let's see. Harrison went to Indy and ticked every box. He may not be a special athlete, but teams should buy into his high-end pass protection, translating to the NFL. What's his role? He has the role of a swing tackle. Harrison isn't a hundred percent is a hundred percent a tackle. You're not moving his skill set inside. He could end up on either side of the line depending on where he's needed. So also says about Anton Harrison, he isn't the kind of explosive athlete who has any wow reps or should be expected to blow up the combine. His real impressive traits come from when he makes comes from how easy he makes his job look. So if you look at his pass rush grades on on PFF, he has like very, very high level pass blocking grades. Has an 83.3, which is near the top of the class. His run blocking grade, above average, not great at 67.7. It's above average. It's just not nearly as good as his pass blocking. And he played all of his snaps pretty much for the most part in 2022, 2021, and 2020 at left tackle. He did have 53 snaps at right tackle this past year. He is basically a tackle. So he is one of our options. I will say, I don't think, I I was going to look at guard maybe. I don't think Brandon Bean's going to take a guard at 27. I don't think he values the position that high, but I could see him potentially looking to upgrade maybe Spencer Brown or at least have a potential replacement for Deion Dawkins if Spencer Brown gets really good, right? You could save some money potentially in the draft, or I'm sorry, in the salary cap in future years. I'm not 100% sure. Bijan Robinson, I'm going to yes. say. <laughs> no. I want Brandon Bean to channel his Jerry Jones and take. I don't think he'll be there at 27, but he's a generational talent. Bijan Robinson? Phys- phys- physical runner by size, strength, agility. It just like makes people miss. We haven't seen some, some play like that on the Bills in a long time. It's amazing vision, but patience. Like Le'Veon Bell to find those running lanes is just. And then hits the hole with the acceleration. Like. I don't watch a lot of college football, but man, he's an impressive guy. John, <laughs> rebuttal and and, and, and um, amazing hands. Just can catch the ball out of the backfield and really help the passing game. Be such a great outlet for Allen. I'm not even going to entertain that. Uh, Nate, which wide receivers are off the board at this point? <laughs> uh, so uh, Jordan Addison is gone. I mentioned Zay Flowers just went right before us. Uh, uh, Quinton Johnson went and uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. So the top wide receivers of this class are gone. So now the next wide receiver is Josh Downs. So real quick, just to mention what Mike said, and and, and since it has to be like a two-thirds majority for the most part for this, um, I'm not going to say Bijan Robinson, but I do like the idea of them trading back and then getting him at the top of the second round or maybe – you know, trading back a few picks, picking up another pick and getting him. I just, for some reason, I, I don't know. The, the positional value isn't there. Like, uh, the one thing, so I'm, John is not even going to look at the option to draft Bijan Robinson. Um, but I will say that I was looking at the stats for the Bills running the ball and specifically yards before contact per attempt, right? So like, how much time did they have? How much time did a running back have before they were going to get, you know, 
tackled by a defender, right? Or hit by a defender. And the Bills, Devin Singletary was 11th best in the league at running back for yards before contact per attempt. So the Bills weren't as bad at running the ball as you might think, okay? Now, yards after contact per attempt, Devin Singletary wasn't that good. He was like 32nd in the league. <laughs> like It wasn't that good of a thing. But now you give them Bijan Robinson, a player that had six and a half yards after contact per attempt in college football. Now, it's college football. It's a completely different league. But I want to say Devin Singletary was at 1.2 yards after contact per attempt. Per attempt, Bijan Robinson was six and a half yards after contact per attempt. Like that's what four times as much, over four times as much. Like it's intriguing. I'm not going to say I want to ah, do it, but I don't hate intriguing. it. I don't hate it. <laughs> but but I just I, asked ChatGBT who to compare Bijan Robinson to, and it said Adrian Peterson. Who's <laughs> 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 known for his physical running style, ability to break tackles. I would also compare him to uh, Emmett Smith. <laughs> Barry Sanders? <laughs> Not Barry Sanders. Current players, If he's better than every current player. But <laughs> if I had to pick a current player, it says, it would be Christian McCafferty or Saquon Barkley, who are known for their athleticism, versatility, and playmaking ability. And let it be noted, Adrian Peterson played 14 seasons, right? He's MVP, uh, one of the greatest running backs in NFL history. How can you argue with that, John? It was, I feel like uh, there's one of these every year, though. Isn't there like one of these every year, like the best, the next Adrian Peterson every year in the draft? Yeah. So uh, I I can't see the no. who was taken already. Is was Jack Campbell taken? No, he was not. He is uh, Jack Campbell, the middle linebacker out of what is he, Iowa? Yep, six foot five, two hundred forty nine pounds. How about how about that guy? So this I he is by far the best linebacker, the best middle linebacker, pure prospect in the NFL draft. And his average draft position is like, you know, middle of the second round, right? So like he's six foot five, 249 pounds. He's almost going to be 23. He has really great athletic traits. You're almost talking minus the age. Like this is a very similar prospect to what we saw in Tremaine Edmonds. You have a guy that has length, a guy that has great pass rushing, or I'm sorry, not pass rushing. He has a big, great run defense grade of 87, which is like top level, like top 10%, top 15% of draft prospects. And then he has an elite coverage grade. Like he is one of the best linebackers in college football at covering either wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, whatever, like he is, this is something that I think the Bills are going to take, and I think they would be overdrafting if they take him at 27, so we're going to talk in future weeks about trading back to get Jack Campbell, but Jack but, Campbell, I love that pick, um, unfortunately it's early, but, but it, you know. No, it's not, it's not early, you're saying mid-second, which would mean that they couldn't have him with their second-round pick, because they pick late second, so they would miss not, him with their second-round pick, almost definitely. It's, it's not a reach, I would argue. Okay. I would say it's a reach if he's not projected to go in the first round and you're taking him in the first round. But then you lose out on him because you can't I, take him in the second round. Unless you trade down. But you either take so him in the first round or for? you don't the get Iowa him. The Iowa Hawkeyes? Yeah, Iowa I didn't Hawkeyes. Know they, I didn't know they had a football program. <laughs> where he, you know where B. John Robinson plays, John? <laughs> Texas. It's basically the NFL. 
<laughs> Does Texas have a football team now? That's pretty good for them. Good for sorry, them. I'm not, um, so, uh, I'm not speak- listening to any running back suggestions in the first three rounds. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's funny. Mike could say he's the next. He's like if Adrian Peterson and Barry Sanders had a baby, and that baby, you know, had a baby with <laughs> with Emmett Smith and uh, Jim Brown. And <laughs> like, look at the past. Look at the past. They've like even in the Brandon Bean era, in the top three rounds, they've drafted Devin Singletary, who's gone. Zach Brown, or what's his name? He's, he's gone. Zach Moss. Zach Moss. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And James Cook, who was a rookie last year, right? Like, they're, they're wasting picks on running backs. And then look at even before that, all these first-round picks on in second-round. Travis Henry was a second-round pick. And then you get first-round picks. C.J. Spiller and Willis McGahee. And they traded for LaShawn McCoy. They gave up a first-round pick. Like, all these things. And, like, none of it did any good. Forget the running back. You can get a Fred Jackson undrafted or whatever. Like they just got Damian Harris on the cheap. Like they can, they don't need to waste draft capital on running backs. They need receivers and offensive linemen to help Josh Allen. That's what they need. And a middle linebacker. I like, I like John. How like I had to fight you last week. I said middle linebacker was the biggest need, and you're like, no, wide receiver. And then you like immediately went for Jack Campbell, <laughs> linebacker. Before I even had a chance to bring all him the up. best, I like that. all the I best receivers, the, uh... were, all the best receivers were taken. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing you don't want. So Josh Downs is the next highest rated wide receiver from North Carolina. He's five foot nine, 171 pounds. Like not a really big wide receiver whatsoever. Um, well, there's down, other guys down, in there, too. He came to, like, yeah, like, I see Josh Downs, but, like, I don't even know if he's... I might have three or four guys ahead of him still. Like, you got Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman, uh, Jonathan Mingo, I mean, Kaysen Boot, like, or, like, I don't know. There's, like, there's other guys, too. Like, I, I don't even know if I'll go straight to Downs. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's, like... Like these are just like based on around average draft positions. You have Nathaniel Dell out of Houston, Michael Wilson out of Stanford, A.T. Perry out of Wake Forest, Rasheed Rice out of SMU. I mean, these are Jalen Hyatt uh, out of Tennessee, who's who's someone that I think could go. Uh, the Bills have a chance to take in the next round. Um, I was listening to a podcast um, where they were mentioning they like the first three or four wide receivers, and then from four to ten they're okay with, and then they think that there's really good value from like ten to twenty-two or something like that. And I think that's where the Bills could be looking in the second round, like that ten to twenty-two range for wide receivers. So uh, maybe not as polished, but like still have some some good depth at that position in the draft. Interesting, you mentioned the second round. I think there could be some really good tight end talent um, worthy of a second round pick too. Okay, nice. So here's so here's the other the only other option I'll give for this pick. So we've talked Anton Harrison, the tackle out of Oklahoma. We've talked uh, running back Bijan Robinson out of Texas, which John it's, it's just said no to. I, I I'm not totally against. Okay, so I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm, we talked about Jack Campbell, the linebacker out of or uh, Iowa State, which we will not get in the second round for sure. Uh, will McDonald the fourth? He's a defensive end out of Iowa State. Now. The only reason I like him is because he's six foot three, two hundred and forty pounds, so not huge by any mean, but he's tall. Uh he is a really good pass rusher. McDonald has all the traits to be an excellent speed rusher. You saw that whenever he was given the opportunity to pin his ears back at Iowa State, he earned a ninety-two point six pass rushing grade against true pass sets this fall. And if there's one thing I feel like the Bills pass rushing uh is really missing with AJ Abanessa, Boogie Basham, is speed and 
I mean, that's that's one of the main things, speed. Um, I think he has that. He's pretty good at, you know, defending the run, which, you know, at this point, like, I'm just looking for a pure edge pass rusher in the first round. But then again, I feel like the Bills have taken so many picks. Like, again, John mentioned day day two picks on running backs. I'd say day one picks on defensive lines. So, um, so guys, I, I think it's kind of between Anton Harrison, B. John Robinson, Will McDonald. It doesn't sound like you like any of the wide receivers, John. I'm not in love with them at this point, so I'm not going to reach for someone I don't love at the first round. Um, I think I'm going to go either Anton Harrison or Will McDonald or perhaps B. John Robinson. Nate, how excited would you be if they got Bijan Robinson? You'd be psyched. (laughs) You would be ecstatic. You'd be so excited for the season to start. See, I look at that and then I'm like, well, Ezekiel Elliott was really good the first few seasons and then, you know, he fell off a cliff. You know, so like I don't want a guy that's, you know, as soon as he hits a second contract, you feel like you have to pay him. They're short self-life anyway, running backs. Exactly. I don't want to pay one with a second contract like you're doing with Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. So who, who do, I mean, who is the top running back in the Super Bowl this year? I don't even know. <laughs> like who in the, who in the playoffs had a top running back? I mean, Christian McCaffrey. And then, I mean, Saquon Barkley was in for a round. Like, uh, I mean, there's not like really top running backs in a lot of these teams that make the postseason. Mike, Mike it's a passing so, league. You got, you got to get your head out of the seventies and eighties here. Come on, man. Did you hear me say he was a pass catcher? <laughs> yeah, so it's the cl- Bills don't pass to their running backs. So it's because Cook. they no, can't we right told. now. <laughs> James Cook, let's go. All right, so my choice, my choice is my first choice is Jack Campbell. Um, you could yep. make I, you could make an argument for McDonald's, and I'd be okay with it. But uh, my first choice would be Campbell. I like Jack Campbell at that spot. I mean, I mean, I don't love him at pick twenty-seven, but you won't get him, and he's the best pure middle linebacker prospect because the next middle linebacker prospect that's you know high on the list is he has almost the same size as Jack Campbell is Drew Sanders out of Arkansas. You're talking about another guy who's six foot four, two hundred and thirty five pounds, so a little bit lighter, but he, he only played middle linebacker for one season at Arkansas and he was a pure pass rusher before that in uh, Alabama. So like Yeah th- like that's why that's why talking, let me, that because the depth isn't as good there. Like, get get that guy there. There's lots of offensive line depth. There's more defensive line depth. Uh, even receiver and tight end, there's more depth. Like, get that middle linebacker if he's available. Can I ask the artificial intelligence? No. Remove the emotion. <laughs> Here's what it says about the Bills picking Jack Campbell. Campbell is a bit of a tweener. He is not big enough to play inside linebacker in the NFL, and he's not quite fast enough to play outside linebacker. This could limit his effectiveness. Campbell is not a great athlete. He does not have great speed or agility, and he may struggle to keep up with NFL running backs and tight ends. He's coming off a season-ending injury. He tore his ACL in the pinstripe bowl. He'll not be able to participate in the off-season activities. This could hurt his draft stock. It could also make him difficult to make an immediate impact in the NFL. Campbell is not a finished product. He has some Areas of his game that need to be refined, such as tackling and coverage skills. Overall, he's a talented prospect with a lot of potential. However, he's a bit of a risky pick. He doesn't have size. He's six foot five, two hundred and fifty. They're talking about him not having like good. Yeah, Are you reading another prospects? That doesn't he put make up sense. explosive numbers at the combine. He had a one point five nine second ten yard split, a thirty seven point five inch vertical, a ten foot eight broad jump. He's like he blew up the change of direction figures with a six point seven four second. The three Bills cone should and... definitely take 
this is this is what it says. That's a well-rounded linebacker. That's literally what his draft scouting report says. That's exactly what they said. He's not. He's undersized. He's not really. He's kind of a tweener. When were they in the pinstripe ball? Dude, I think ChatGBT is a few seasons behind because uh, I don't know when he was in because he played 2021. I I haven't seen anything. He played 13 games last season, so I'm going to Google it. It's the Hawkeyes, right? Yep. You know, you guys are saying mid-second. Like, I think he could – like, I'm looking at other sites that are saying mid-first. Like, I think if Jack Campbell's there, he's, you got, they got to take him. Can I ask you this, Nate? Will the podcast pay for me to get an upgraded version of ChatGPT? <laughs> oh, because it's so useful now because <laughs> because it just told <laughs> it's, it's me that – It's exposed. I, I, the the podcast will absolutely not fund something that says that six foot five, two hundred fifty pound Jack Campbell is not big enough to be a linebacker. <laughs> how big was how how tall was Tremaine Edmonds? Was six foot five, two fifty. <laughs> it's like almost the same exact stats. Yeah. he's just twenty two years old, whereas Tremaine Edmonds wasn't even Tremaine, twenty. I don't think Tremaine's like what is he now? Twenty. I think he's 16. <laughs> he's still younger than every every player drafted this uh, this draft. Okay, I'm going to go Jack Campbell. There, we're done. <sighs> we're done talking about it. Sorry, Mike. If uh, Bijan Robinson's around in the second round, I'll take him. <laughs> It'd be Is he exciting. There? He's not. Where'd there. he go? Jack Campbell's Jets? just as Jack Campbell's uh, just as exciting. Bijan. Bijan Robinson went to the Bengals right after us, which makes sense because who knows what's happening with Joe Mixon. So, When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anton Harrison went at number 30 to the Eagles. And uh, did Will McDonald go? Yeah. He went to the Jets at 43, so he'll be an all-pro. Um, this is fun. Okay, so the top players on the board, we have Nathaniel Dell, wide receiver out of Houston. Now, this is an interesting pick is Luke Whipler, the center out of Ohio State. So I'll do this one first before I talk about Nathaniel Dell. Uh, Ohio State center Luke Whipler, who for the most part, he's never played another snap at any other position besides center. He has a great elite run block and pass block grades as a center. Um, Whipler understands line of scrimmage play. He's so good at establishing and reestablishing leverage. His game is what you'd expect from a fifth or sixth year player. He doesn't have the ideal frame to move to guard. He's going to be a center at the next level. So that's the only downside of this pick. Um, but maybe it's a player where you try him at center, and then maybe you know you move. Maybe it's an Eric Wood thing where you play him at guard for the first season, and then after you know Eric Wood gets a year in the league, then he becomes a center, and they get rid of Jeff Hangardner. I've talked about that before in the podcast. Um, that's an interesting prospect. I'm just going to say that Luke Whipler at center. Okay, Nathaniel Dell. Is a five foot eight, one hundred and sixty five pound wide receiver. I feel like we want a little bit bigger than that, don't we, guys? Don't we want at least five foot ten, five foot eleven, right? Like, I feel like that's something. It's just, yeah, more than one hundred and sixty five pounds. This sounds like Isaiah McKenzie, just size wise. Okay, I'm sure he's going to be way better than Isaiah McKenzie, but still, 
Nathaniel Dell, Dell moves across the field like he's being controlled by a joystick. His ability to stop, start, and change directions with no wasted gather steps is what wins in this league. This sounds like Deontay Hardy, if I'm, if I'm talking about it, like out loud. And we already have that guy. So he sounds like he's a good player. I'm not really interested. John, you're into wide receivers. Do you like Nathaniel Dell, or should I keep looking? Um, not necessarily. I'd like to know what receivers have been taken so far, as well as tight ends. So tight ends. Dalton Kincaid is gone. Michael Mayer is gone. And then Luke Musgrave of Oregon State, the tight end there, is gone. Jalen Hyatt of Tennessee went to the Packers, the wide receiver there. Sam Laporta, the, the tight end out of Iowa, went to the uh, Commanders or whatever their name is now. Um, Darnell Washington from Georgia went to the Lions. Oh, so all my all, all the and guys that I, I was thinking about for tight end are gone. Nice. Okay. What about what about the? <laughs> well, I didn't I didn't necessarily think we'd take one in the first two rounds anyway. What about unless Cedric, there wasn't any good wide receivers? But what about Cedric Tillman. So Cedric Tillman has an ADP of ninety three, John, and we're at the fifty ninth pick. Well, this so I think is this also, is a guy that we could potentially. This is also PFF, which I don't. I, I have blocked on Twitter a few years ago. So you know, you, you know, that's. Let me tell you. Okay, let me go to the. Let me go here. Cedric Tillman. He's an eighty. He's the eighty first consensus ranked pick, but he's. Uh, some people have him going as high as, geez, in the teens. Really? Uh, 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 see, see. Overall ranked the best consensus. He doesn't really have a consensus, but the best ranked is thirty fifth overall. Projected, he's a projected third round pick. So, John, I think we can wait there if you're thinking about a guy like him. He's six foot three, two hundred thirteen pounds. Is that what you were looking at? His size. That that was one of the aspects. Yeah. <laughs> Tillman wins by presenting his quarterbacks with massive windows. He has a great cast radius. He's going to attack 50-50 balls in a way that will quickly build rapport with his quarterbacks in the NFL. I like that. I like that, John. His receiving grade is below average. Not a fan of that. I don't like that. His drop rate is not great. Contested catch rate isn't as good as what the write-up just said. This is also Um, PFF, so, you know. This is also PFF, true. Um, Tillman's physicality will... Appeal to teams that demand plus blockers on the edge, but he's a one-trick route runner who can play only a few roles. So, my my other thought probably receiver, not the kind of guy. My other thought at receiver would be um, if we were going to take one in the second round, uh, Jonathan Mingo, Ole Miss. If I have to keep scrolling down, that's not a good sign. He is a ADP of one thirty-three. So, let's see, six foot two, two twenty. Is that what you were looking at? Mm-hmm. With that, he has a seventy-eight point six receiving grade. So. Pretty good, pretty good. Um, not a great drop rate percentage. Uh, I think that's a guy you can get in the fourth round, John. Rashi Rice, or at SMU. least next round. Six foot one, two oh four. That's another guy. He's he's probably going to be Rashi Rice. Now, now so. you're talking. Now you're talking at number fifty nine. This guy has an ADP of seventy one, so it's a little bit closer. Great receiving grade. You're talking uh, six foot one, two hundred and four. Rice's ability to adjust to the ball in the air is as good as it gets in this draft class. That's a necessary skill for someone who is not an elite athlete. He's not an elite athlete. It's good to know. Uh, his role is as a possession receiver. It's no surprise. Rice saw insane volume this fall. 156 targets. It's just the kind of receiver he is. He thrives as an intermediate route runner and in contested situations. He has all the makings of a chain mover except the bulletproof release package. If he can mix in some more physical releases, he can win consistently at the, consistently at the next level. I like this pick better 
than any of those other guys you mentioned. John. Hey, I'll, I'll take those were the three I was going to mention. So there you go. <laughs> we also have Michael Wilson, At Perry, six foot three. What about At Perry out of uh, Wake Forest, John? Mike, he has an eighty-three point five receiving grade. Like that's really good. He does well versus man coverage, but the Bills usually, you know, go against. So this guy has more size. He's just a thinner guy. He's only one hundred ninety-eight pounds. You're a Malcolm Gladwell guy, right? I remember. Like, yes. Remember Blink and like it's just all, something that always stayed with me, like how he's exploring the nature of expertise, the power of intuition. And like the whole point is like experts are so often wrong and like our intuition would be just as good, if not better than all this conscious reasoning through all these different stats. And like one of the things he talks about is like there's so much time and energy spent on um, recruiting college basketball players or to, like to the NBA, say. Um, and it's just so hard looking at these stats to like really make a good decision. Like, as we know, like everything is like totally hit or miss, but one thing you could like, something I take away from that is like the value of the competition that these people, that these athletes played against. Right. So when we get into these other schools, like the SMU, the wake forest, like who did they play against? Right, like I would like it'd just be so much better to have a receiver from Alabama, Clemson, the powerhouses that are playing NFL talent week in and week out, all things being equal. That's just something that's always in the back of my head. Like, if if we're flipping a coin, go with Andre Andre Reid, the person who's played at that competition. Fourth round pick, Andre Reid. But maybe that's the exception that proves the rule, right? Stephon Diggs went to Maryland. It's it's all about the scouting. So you found an like, exception to the point. I mean, in one breath, we talk about all the misses that the Bills make. <laughs> yes, so many. <laughs> well, they make they make misses in Devon- like, the big schools, right? Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> I know, I know. Devonte Adams went to Fresno State. He's one of the best in the league. <sighs> all right. Well, maybe that should be a factor. If we're looking at two players that are close to each other, we just pick the one that's uh, that's a little bit, you know, there, that has there is maybe a, way, a stiffer competition. I mean, th- there is a fair point to that. Like, you can tier these players in certain in different ways, and like you can have different tiebreakers if 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 they're you know roughly even, and that could be one of them. I mean, on your list, we're, t- we're looking at different positions, but we've got Florida State, Texas, and then we've got Syracuse. Mm-hmm. And if it was the same graded player. Why would we pick the guy from Syracuse? <laughs> what about Bowling Green, John? Mike? <laughs> so, not, so you're, you're, so I'd hate to bring up defense since we just picked a defensive player in the first round, and we really want offensive players, but is there a defensive end or defensive tackle available in this range, potentially? So there haven't been a lot of good defensive tackles that have just kind of fallen in our area. So here's one of the top ones that's left is... Siaki Ika from Baylor, um, he's a nose tackle no matter what your scheme. So that doesn't really fit what the Bills right. are looking for. That's the <laughs> like only downside, that's, right? That is not yep. – yeah, those kinds of guys like the Bills aren't – and this is this is a guy that I found interesting. I think he can be had later. But Moro Ojomo, who is a defensive tackle, he has a really good pass rush and run defense grade from Texas. Defensive tackle, Ooh. yeah, six foot three, two hundred ninety-two pounds. So not a huge guy, 
But Ajomo's work in the run game is pure teaching tape. His hands and hips are firing unison into pads, snap after snap. Ajomo can be a difference maker in a two-gapping scheme while aligning head up, head up over tackles. That's gaining more and more importance with life boxes in the NFL. So they they see him as a three-four defensive end. Um, I see him possibly he could be maybe still, you know. A defensive tackle, maybe more like an Ed Oliver sort of guy. Like this could be like his eventual replacement if the Bills don't. I mean, he's got he's got really good stats. So what about he's, uh, he's lined up more over the B gap. Oh no, I guess that guy's yeah. I was gonna suggest somebody else, but he's I, probably probably lower. Um, I do like this, yeah. but I think he might be able to. I mean, it seems early for him. One twenty two is the, his average draft position. We're at fifty nine. Defensive end. Yeah, I was going to say defensive end. What about defensive end? We have Andre Carter the second out of Army. This dude's a freak. Six foot six, two hundred fifty six pounds. He's kind of like another Greg Rousseau in that sense. Uh, Carter moves like an athlete and understands how to set up offensive tackles. Be either a three four outside linebacker or a wide nine defensive end. Uh, so he has a really good pass rush grade of eighty two point one. His run defense grade is still above average, a seventy two point two, but not amazing. Uh, his pass rush win rate is just really good. But to Mike's point, the competition against Army is not the same as the competition against Texas, right? So he's he's an option. Um, do you want to have a second-round pick like him? Carl Brooks from Bowling Green, we were just talking about that. Amazing pass rush grade, 92 pass rush grade, 90.3 run defense grade. Like, great, great. This is an unbelievable pass rusher at the next level. Um he is six foot four, three hundred pounds. They see him more as a three three technique defensive tackle, which, you know, not for nothing, this could be the replacement for uh for Ed Oliver, too. You're talking a guy that might have some flexibility to be pushed out wide. Brooks has prototypical three technique traits. Due to his ability to get into opponents' backfields, he lacks the bulk to play the nose and the length to stay on the outside. I kinda like this one. You want pure pass rusher? Maybe you go Andre Carter the second. What 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 defensive ends per, have been taken so far? Tuli really st- Tuipolotu. Yep, got him. Will McDonald, and I think that's about it from where we picked last. What about a guy like uh, Felix oh. Felix and Anudiki Uzamo Uzoma? Butchered it, nailed it. <laughs> Nick Herbig. Six foot two, two hundred and forty pounds. They have him as more of an off-ball linebacker, even though he's an edge defender. Um, even though he played defensive end, well, Isaiah like, Foskey from Notre yeah, Dame. I was just, just going to bring um, up Foskey. Six foot five, two sixty-four. He has prototypical four-three defensive end. He's a true edge setter who can beat up tight ends in the run game with ease. He doesn't quite have the game to kick inside. Where he wins is his pass rush plan. Foskey tailors his pass rushing plan to his physical skill set. He knows he's not Von Miller, and he doesn't try to be. It's no fluke that he recorded one of the highest pressure-to-sack conversion rates in the FBS. 23 sacks on 65 pressures in two years. So he, he has a he has an above-average pass rush grade, nothing like the guys I mentioned earlier, but pretty good. They're comparing it to a poor man's Von Miller. Uh, Mike, which one no, stands out to you so far? I mentioned... Is Nolan you think a defensive end, John. Well, what's interesting is, you know, we were talking about wide receiver, you know, and offensive line. We're looking at defensive ends, it feels like. I feel like the, a lot of the good uh, wide receivers have been taken, or at least it's not the, the sweet spot, right? Yeah, I think we're looking at either defensive end or offensive line right here. Who'd you say, Nick what? Uh, Nolan Smith. Hold on, I might have missed him. 
He might be under linebacker too, but he could be an edge guy. Yeah, I don't see him under edge. I don't see him, John. Maybe he already got picked. Oh, well, then there's that. Yeah, um, I mean, Foskey or um, the one of the offensive linemen could be uh, a pick. So I, I, the more I think about it, maybe I don't like Luke Whipler at center from Ohio State if that's all he can play or he's all he's asked to play, unless this is the definite, you know, changing of the guard to – because you're thinking second-round player, you want a guy that can start potentially, and he wouldn't start unless you know there's an injury to Mitch Morris. He doesn't have who, that positional are, flexibility. I don't know if I love that. Who are the recent offensive linemen that have been picked at this point? Joe Tipman, the center from Wisconsin, which is a guy that I've, I've really been interested in. Osiris Torrance, almost the best, uh, pretty much the consensus best guard in the draft is gone, one of the best guards in the draft. John Michael Schmitz, the center out of Minnesota. So like these other guys that have centers that are centers that could be potential guards have already gone. What about like guards? Tackles? So yeah, th- th- this is a really, this isn't a, a deep draft for interior offensive linemen. So if you don't get Luke Whipler, you might not get a chance at a guards center prospect for a little while. Hmm. Or like, I mean, you, you won't have a chance for a starter at least. Um, at tackle, we have Matthew Bergeron, which I kind of like, even though Mike, doesn't like the fact that he played for uh, <laughs> for Syracuse. Um, Bergeron has played both sides of the line in, in his career and has all the tools to stay a tackle. A move to guard doesn't seem like it would improve his performance. His steadiness is his calling card. Um, the only thing I don't like is if we don't take a tackle now, like he'll probably they probably won't draft one to compete with Spencer Brown. You know. Yeah, I like Bergeron better in the third. To be honest. I, I I'd almost go that with that defensive end, Foskey. And like I know this is a want list and not a think list, but this is for me this is turning into a what I think Bean will do. And like I'm saying Campbell and Foskey and all these defenders, but um it it seems like that's where the value is at these picks. John likes Foskey. I feel like John's running this draft. Mike, what do you think? Where do you play? Notre Dame. Sure. <laughs> Fighting that's this is this just shows you the in depth level of our mock draft. Well, I guess that was the end of the draft. I guess I didn't pick four rounds. <laughs> this this draft this draft's only going to be two rounds. We talked about so many different players within. We've already done fifty nine minutes on two rounds. So this is what we're going to do. We did first round linebacker Jack Campbell, second round edge defender Isaiah Foskey out of Notre Dame. So we have our middle linebacker and we have someone that could potentially start opposite of Greg Rousseau. Um, this season while Von Miller is out. So uh, that's my bad, but we're going to do another mock draft next week for four rounds. This kind of went a little bit longer, but at least we're kind of getting a feel for it. We've never done a mock draft together as a group, so you have three different points of view, so it's going to take a little bit more time. What, but What's the grade? Does it tell us the grade? Hey? The grade is a C+. Plus. They huh. give us a C+. Plus. They do not like the Jack Campbell pick. They're always going to give you a D plus if you pick Jack Campbell at 27. And, and which website is this? Again? The reason... <laughs> Pro Football Focus. So, oh, got so it. okay, thanks. They gave us a. <laughs> they gave us a. D I wonder plus. if we went with Bijan Robinson. Let's let's do it real quick. Let's do let's do uh, Bijan Robinson. Running backs. <laughs> they gave us a C plus overall grade. The D plus for was for Jack Campbell, the middle linebacker, and B plus for Isaiah Foskey, and a C plus overall. Let's see what they do for uh, if we do. Bijan Robinson, if he's available for us, even. Yeah, I was going to say he probably won't even be available in the next one. Nope, <laughs> nope, he's not. Just redo it, refresh. 
Yeah, just Start refresh. again. Wait, where did he go? I want to do my vindication dance. I don't even see. Oh, there he went. Number 23. Okay. It's too low. 23 is too low? <laughs> okay. Running back, yeah. That was our chance. He'll never be available ever again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the 10th refresh. I'll just, I'm claiming vindication. Let's just say that Bijan Robinson is, because there's a lot of people. I've had people message me over Twitter. By the way, our Twitter account has been hacked, so I'm not able to respond to anything that's happened in the last week. So I'm in working with Twitter to hopefully get our account back. Hopefully don't have to start over at zero followers again. That wasn't fun. So, um, but over Instagram, you know, one of our listeners mentioned, could you imagine Bijan Robinson on this offense? I don't know if I could. Like, that would be, it's intriguing. I just, I just have this thing against taking a running back in the first round. Maybe I need to get off that. No, nope, you're good. You're, you're exactly right. Yeah, if he's a gener- generational talent. I don't think we need to worry about it because he won't be there. Yeah, he hasn't been there. I've reloaded this 14 times. <laughs> Kalijah Kansi is always available, it feels like. Bijan Robinson, here we go. Kansi, actually. Bijan Robinson at too. 27. We got him. I know. That's something I'm hoping we talk about another time. And Fosky, watch, Fosky's gone, so I can't even... Yep, Isaiah Fosky's gone. (laughs) I can't even even do that. Let's do Andre Carter. We were thinking about him at that level. Want to do Bergeron? No, he's gone. I want to do do Cansey now that you brought him up. Well, Cansey was a first-round guy. I know, I know, I know, I know. I only care about the Bijan grade. Okay. Draft anybody. I'll draft uh, Andre Carter the second out of Army. Six foot six freak. C plus <laughs> great for B. Sean Robinson. <laughs> Whatever. Better than a D plus. Okay. Gentleman C. I thought it was, I thought they were gonna give us an A for sure. Me too. <laughs> Especially how he was never available in I know. the vast majority. I know, crazy. Because they don't need a running back. <laughs> Oh, man. So this was fun. This was fun, guys. Thank you. Again, this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Hopefully, within these exercises over the next few weeks, we'll be talking about um, athletes, positions. Uh, We're going to talk about prospects so that hopefully come draft night, we'll actually recognize at least a few of these prospects, and they might become a Buffalo Bill on day one or day two. After that, it's just a crapshoot from after the first few rounds. But we'll be talking about it. We'll be getting into it more and more. So, again, this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Um, if you're in the western New York or central New York area, do yourselves a favor. Check out the DeLago Resort and Casino. Uh, you won't regret it. So, signing off on this special first inaugural mock draft for Circling the Wagons for John. Go Bills. For Mike, you should say something like Bijan or bust. Bijan or bust. Go Bills. (laughs) And for me, Nate, go Bills. And we'll talk to you guys again next week.
you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs>